welcome back to Horse Broke, a podcast for the adult amateur rider. Today, we have Alex, Laura, Stephanie, myself, and Jen as your hosts. We're so pumped to learn that we reached 1,000 listens. Your feedback is so important to us, and we really wanted to take a moment to say thank you to JHP underscore equine and Joyride4 for leaving us such awesome comments on the iTunes podcast app. If you're listening along and you like what you hear, feel free to also drop us a line on iTunes and let us know what you think. So today we are talking about what you look for in a trainer. So my big thing that I look for in a trainer is someone that is able to tell it to me like straightforward. Don't beat her on the bush. Hey, that line sucked. Maybe like, yep, I know. I got to fix it. I got to like ask for more leg, squeeze her forward, that type of stuff. So someone that is able to tell me like straight up, but I also need someone that is able to like kind of trust me and let me try to figure out by myself. You know, I like that mental aspect of, okay, so I messed up that line. Like I want them to ask me, okay, what do you think you need to do? You know, like, yeah. what do you think you need to fix that? What should you have done? And like, oh, I should have sat up more or I should have used more leg. That type of thing I feel like really helps me. And it really makes me like think about what I'm doing with my body that's possibly affecting my horse. Because a lot of times with lead changes and stuff like that, um, I'll be leaning too far forward. So she'll have a hard time getting front end change or I won't ask, I won't use enough leg. And so she won't get the back end. And I actually had my trainer look at Rose go the other day because we were having a little hard time with lead changes. She wasn't getting the back. And so I wrote her, I was like, okay, this is something I'm doing with my body. Do I need to write her a draw reins more? Maybe that'll help. And so I had her go around and I showed it, I showed the lead change to her. And of course that day she did them like beautifully. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> you couldn't have shown her the crappy lead change you did for me the other day. No. Okay. Whatever. And so she's like, yeah, you just need to write her and draw reins and that, that type of stuff. So it's really good to have that second set of eyes on me that if I can't figure out a problem, she can let me know. Isn't that how this always happens when whenever you're trying to demonstrate something that your horse is doing that's like confusing or infuriating <laughs> and then the horse will absolutely not do that when the trainer's looking at them. Yeah, it's oh, like absolutely. really you just went over this horse like and you're fine now? Okay, that's fine. All right, cool. Yeah, no, I, apparently I was just crazy. Uh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> oh, Alex, does your trainer actually live on the property? Or are they all always around for you to ask questions uh, and stuff? Yes, there are two trainers on my property. One I actually was a roommate with for a while. She's super cool and teaches little kid lessons and stuff. And then the other one is actually the owner of the barn. And I've been riding with her for a while. She's a super good friend. So whenever I'm like, I'm kind of stuck in something because normally I do the majority of training and stuff, me by myself. But if I have any thing that I'm struggling with, she'll like look at it and kind of help me mentally like work through it. So, so do you actively take lessons or do you just kind of uh, seek that advice out when you think you need it? Um, I kind of seek it out when I need it at this point. I do enjoy taking lessons, but I don't do it a whole lot just because I feel bad. I don't want to like bother her. For the majority of things, I can try and figure it out. But if there's something where, okay, I have no idea. Like, I It could be one of three things. So I need, like, need you to come look at this. So yeah, it's, it's kind of nice because I did want to do this whole training thing kind of by myself ish but it's nice to have that second pair of eyes to be like hey you need to sit back more or she's fine you're just all in your head and be like okay yeah okay got it <laughs> so, so follow-up question yes how do you get video and like I mean you must get video to critique yourself right because I mean yeah don't. My, so I have um, a couple people if they're on their horse and they're like can you take a video of me so I can see myself 
<laughs> the majority of the time, I just, I have no idea what I look like. I have no idea what my horse looks like. So whenever my sister comes over, I'll have her record me. And then like, I'll have my sister hop on her. Cause like, I trust my sister and I get so excited because I never see how she goes. So like my sister mm. will be riding around and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just get so excited, but yeah. Oh my gosh. When I walk in on my trainer doing a, like a training ride on Lily, I'll just be like, <gasps> and just sit and stare. And then yes. I get sad also because I'm like, I can't make her move like that. <laughs> You're just sitting there staring like, wow, look at my pony go. Oh, she oh. can be pretty. <laughs> look at what she can do. Just not with me. I know that's the one thing with being an adult Amy and not always being able to like ride consistently because of work or like correct issues because of just, you know, fear of being hurt is I wish, I wish we had a uh, training rides at my barn. So that way I could like see what the people do in the saddle specifically like with my horse. <laughs> I wish <laughs> what the other people do that I can't apparently. What are you doing in the saddle? I don't know, but that is one of the things that I also like about my barn is that both my barn manager and my trainer, who is also the the owner, all live on the property. So if I'm out there on one of my like hack days for my lease, I just text her a quick question and be like, hey, what do I need to do with this? Or is this an appropriate piece of tech to be using for this thing? Or like, what are some exercises I can do outside of my lessons? And if she's not busy, then she'll normally answer me like pretty promptly, which is nice to be able to just get like out of lesson homework. Alex, That's I have another follow-up question um, yes because you said that you like direct feedback uh, but I guess if you're not actively in lessons like I was gonna ask if you're in a lesson do you prefer them to talk to you while you're riding and give you the feedback like right as you're riding or do you want them to wait do your round and then you discuss it how do you prefer that so I'll do the course and then once I'm done, I'll talk through it and I'll let her know what I think needs to be adjusted. But if it's something where I'm like, when was it the last March Goja show? Our schooling day, she was just, we were just not clicking. We just had one of those days where like she was being a mare and I was being me and we were like, meh. <laughs> And I went up to my trainer and I was like, I think I need a stronger bit. She's just being a pain. She's just running away. And she's like, no, you need to stop using so much hand. And I'm like, oh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you know what? You right. You right. It's just that easy. Just stop pulling on her face. Exactly. Just stop. And I'm like, oh, my bad. You know what? I should probably not do that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I kind of, I would like to be able to talk through it and say, okay, I think I needed to do this. And if my trainer is like, uh, no, you need to just do this very like straightforward and direct with me, like in that sense, not kind of like beat her on the bush and be like, oh, well, that was so great. Be like, no, that distance sucked. You need to fix it back. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Okay. I got it. Yeah. A little bit of both, I guess. I feel like you're you're just further along in your writing than me, for example, because I feel like I'm not quite ready for that. Like, I need that direct feedback while I'm writing still. Like, around a corner or something, she'll talk with you? or Yeah, like, at home, you know, if I'm going around a corner and I'm cutting it, she'll, like, inside leg, outside ring, go through the corner. <laughs> you know, like, really kind of reminding me. And with Lily specifically, I need a lot, like, I don't personally 
I don't have a great feel. I understand concepts and I understand the fundamentals of horseback riding on its surface, but like that my feel isn't the best. Like I can't feel leads and stuff like that. So that is something that I have to be told when it's happening so that I can learn it and I can understand that muscle memory and I can understand when that half halt was needed and when I needed to release it. So I really need that feedback. And with Lily specifically, because she's green and because she's a thoroughbred, I really need to be told when to release. Like that's a big word in my lessons, release, because she constantly needs it and I constantly don't want to give it to her. (laughs) Perfect. So I'm just not ready to like have the silence. I think my brain would just go into a big buzz, like, like, why isn't she, why isn't she telling me what to do? Well, that's the thing though, is my previous trainer was the very silent type. Only would be like, oh, that was good. Or like, oh, well, you kind of tripped that. And that was kind of the extent of the critiques that I would get. And at my trainer that I'm at now, even though like this would have been my third year jumping the three foot adult amateur she's still every stride yelling at me one way or another (laughs) of different critiques where whether it's like just more leg more leg more leg or just like sit up like you need to sit up or the other one is also stay over what does stay over mean i'm sorry like okay trainer lingo time out (laughs) (laughs) okay so i just recently learned this too for my barn, I think trainer lingo depends on like your area and, and there's certain words that just mean different things in different barns. But for us, stay over is to, to physically, your horse takes off and you're in two point over the jump. And for my trainer in the hunter jumpers wants us to not only land in two point, but then that next stride kind of stay in almost like a two point half seat and really send your horse forward. Especially because with Dexter, I have, even though he's so big, he's so lazy, and I have such a problem getting my leg on him to actually get the strides down the lines, because she also likes to set them long, specifically to set me up for this, which in the end is a good thing, but at the same time, like, I struggle a lot with it. So for her, stay over means for me to stay in that two point and then really send him off and be up off of his back for that first stride after the end of a line. Is that more of a hunter thing? Because I feel like we don't do that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, because yeah. in the hunters, we're supposed to get a specific number of strides down a line. And with jumpers, that doesn't really matter as much, right? We still count strides and we talk about this is a five stride. But if I get six, it's like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to your score or anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so it's like there's been a few times where even though I got like a lot of good distances because I added in one line like it completely knocked me out of everything but yeah so with her like I I love her yelling at me because I'm I'm more of like a soft-spoken timid type person and I'm I'm not good at being like hey what did I do wrong like going up to her like a more important figure in like horse riding society it's just like it's difficult. I, I, intimidating. Yeah. It's, it's intimidating sometimes to go up to a trainer, but she's so friendly and so just down to earth and hospitable about like all the things. And she makes so many jokes about everything. It's, it makes it a lot easier for me to do this. But the fact that she's giving me feedback the entire time is something that I really. But like needed. slightly aggressive. feedback. It's very aggressive. If you listen to the videos, she is like yelling. She's always just a little bit hoarse and it's funny you know she's a little horse a little little horse um but you know you messed up when she just straight up just like squawks she's just this ah and then you're like oh I fucked that up 
because this is like that's that's when you know you messed up because so then the whole that, barn knows does that not get to your like confidence though like, if someone's like screaming at me that I'm like oh I'm bad someone's yelling at me <laughs> actually no because well again with like my own personal like confidence issues and being like a very soft-spoken person I get in my head a lot and I internalize a lot of my thinking and I kind of block everything out from the outside world so to have her be so loud and while I enjoy it it is a little obnoxious with how much she yells at me. <laughs> I love her I love her to death but that would be like she is loud and she will yell at you but it's not a mean yelling it never is it's just a loudness and it so gets she's not through. like yelling insults like oh you're trash oh, no, or absolutely whatever. not it's it's just it's always she's yelling things to like help me things I should be changing and she'll say like she will yell praises from one end of the ring to the other all day long if you get it <laughs> But she'll also be squawking and like laughing at you when you mess up. But it's never, it's never been like insults or it's even though she's loud, like it's not in any way, shape or form derogatory or like insulting the way that she's loud. It's always very friendly and very just like, haha, we're friends. Oh, you messed up. Let's try that again. But I also love what you said about her like screaming compliments too, because I think that's really important. Like, Mm -hmm, you know, if you're going to yell at me, also yell at me when it's right yeah no and there have been certain times where it's there's been like five minutes of her just being like yes that's how you do it and there's um what there was one time it was a diagonal to the to the outside line and I completely botched the turn to the outside line and I cut it short and I got like really close to the inside of the line and she's like oh you're not gonna make it like kind of laughing at me like teasing me and I was like oh yeah right I'm gonna show you and I like landed over as she would say, and legged him on and not, and I, I made it out perfectly fine. So and you proved I, her wrong. I proved her wrong. And there have been a few times where I've done that. And it's just because she's so loud, I can hear her past like my internalized monologue telling me like my insecurities telling me that I can't do it. And then it's like, actually, you know what? No, I can do this. You're right. Or how dare you say that I can't do this? I know how good I am and I can do this. And I'm going to prove you wrong because I'm a petty person like that. And I just need to do this. No, but I mean, it pushes you to be better. It does. Your personality lends to that sort of learning. And it actually pushes you to go for something that maybe you wouldn't have gone for if she hadn't said what she said. Exactly. And I I understand that loudness isn't everybody's cup of tea. But for myself, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Especially coming from a barn with a very quiet trainer. It, It was like night and day. And for her to just be like just shouting like corrections and praises and corrections and praises. It's like, oh, I actually can do this well. I am doing well. I can move forward. I am moving forward. Look at all this progress I made. That immediate feedback is super helpful too. Yeah. Like on course and being like, yeah, that was good. Clicks in your head. How I did that was good. So let me keep doing it again. So that like that immediate feedback I like too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jen? Oh, man. Yeah. So- I literally have the most perfect setup in the world, um, and everybody, including all of the listeners, are going to be, oh, so jelly. <laughs> all right. So I have found the trainer for me. So he's <laughs> literally great. So first part is I have a green horse, CJ, of course, and the way our barn is set up is, at least specifically for me, I'm never on a horse without his eyes on me. So what that has basically resulted in is, you know, so if you, I basically get a lesson on both horses five to six days a week, 
you know, pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID. So that's just been incredible for me because I have always wanted somebody to watch me on the flat. All of my previous trainers, you know, they'll give me a lesson, you know, once or twice a week that I'm allowed to jump in. And so that's all we do. We, I have like the horse is already warmed up prior to me starting jumping with my trainer. So the current situation has resulted in me getting tons and tons of flat lessons. And it has changed everything about my riding night and day, which is great. So I didn't get any core or foundation when it came to riding. When you actually get started as an adult, most trainers miss a lot of the things. Like I was never explained to how to post, how to know that I'm on the right diagonal and things like that. So it's kind of been incredible to have somebody with his eyes on me all the time, making incredibly supportive and really sweet comments and constantly staying on top of everything. So I am getting constant feedback. It's all incredibly positive and it is the best situation I could have accidentally fallen into ever. As you guys have now seen, he literally tells me good job all the time. Every single one of my videos, as I like watch them over and I want to make cool edits and stuff like that, at least I think they're cool. Every single time, it's good job, good job. Yes, just like that. And I've never had that kind of situation before. So this has been the first trainer that has ever made me feel like I'm okay at riding. And it's not so much that previous trainers told me I was wrong, but when there isn't that constant feedback, I don't really know. And I've been in situations where the trainers kind of only tell you if you did it wrong. And, you know, my trainer is the first person that's looked at me and been like, oh, wow, like you have a really nice seat. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) do I? Can I? Am I one of those people that like maybe can ride? And so it was just super, it was super positive feedback for myself. And it's been so great because kind of like the opposite with Alex, you know, since you have your horse and you're training her and bringing her along. I am primarily doing all of CJ's training rides, but I am never not being watched. So I, I'm not taking, I'm not asking incorrectly for the wrong lead and thereby teaching him, you know, that this is wrong. So it's a great situation for me. Well, it's nice to know that you're doing it right. You know, yes. like yeah. as much as we do need to know when we're doing it wrong sometimes, it's really nice to know that you're doing it right. And sometimes it's hard to get in, you get in your head and you get the negative self-talk yeah. and that's all you hear is oh, the negative. Yeah. Sometimes it's, oh, well, I'm just a trash writer. And so it's right. really like, that is great that you know, like, hey, I'm I'm at least moderately okay at this because like I'm hearing some sort of good stuff. And it's, it's a good confidence boost too, being told like, yeah, you're doing that great. Like, really? I am? Yeah. <laughs> Because a lot of time, first trainers just have that stigma of like telling us when to do it wrong. I mean, we kind of pay them money to tell us what we're doing wrong. What we're doing yeah. Wrong. So it's like, it's kind of nice having that positive reinforcement being like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. He, um, he's been the first trainer that taught me to count strides and to yeah. try to, right, try to count down three before your horse is potentially going to jump, et cetera. So that was an entirely new concept to me. And he still stays on top of it. And we'll say all the way up to like, hold, hold, or, you know, leg on, you need to, you got to go, you got to make that. So that type of feedback, that immediate one word or two words, and I know 
that I'm going to be able to approach this jump correctly rather than someone just letting me take the job incorrectly. And then I'm supposed to learn after the consequences of not getting that distance correct. It's not super helpful for me. The two other things that my, my last two huge bragging points. <laughs> <laughs> so number one is, oh, okay, one of them. One of the two things is he has a positive attitude and laughs about everything. So I have a green horse who sometimes likes to be green. And anytime he acts up, my trainer will laugh. And he's like, oh, man, you know, acting kind of silly, being a little goofy. And what it's resulted in is instead of becoming fearful when my horse kind of bucks or puts his head up in the air and kind of acts uncontrollable, I'm no longer fearing that. And I'm not becoming a fearful rider. He's, he's laughing. It's, he's turning it into a joke. And then I can laugh and joke about it. And then I'm not coming at my horse aggressively or fearfully when those types of things happen. Um, a while back, Joey clipped the jump with his back feet and it scared him. So on the backside, he was like, Wah! and my trainer's just dead laughing. And so eventually I started laughing as I was trying to get him back under control. So it's just really neat that I'm, I feel like that that's been a big shift, kind of like the parents that kid falls and scrapes his knee and they're like, haha, it's so funny. You know, great job. You're doing so brave. And then the kid doesn't start sobbing and reacting to that person feeling really crummy. I love that, Jen, because our horses feel our anxiety and our attention. And so I'm the opposite of you when something goes wrong. <laughs> I like get tense and I oh, like, yeah. don't know what to do. So like that sounds like a dream to me. Like someone was like, ha ha ha, she's yes. funny. And I'd be like, yeah, ha ha ha. You just, you have everything. to relax. Yeah. Right? Oh, like yeah. you have no option but to relax because someone's laughing. Like you do when someone's laughing, you automatically either laugh or relax. Yes. Yeah. Every time Joey starts to get a little quick, you know, he's like, oh, old man ready to run the Kentucky Derby. And we all laugh <laughs> about it. And Good. I get off of his face and he's, you know, he settles back down. So that's been really cool. The other giant thing for me is because of the science focused part of my brain, I think very literally. So for the longest time, I used to get crazy upset because trainers would say things like, you know, ride on your your seat bones. And I would sit there and I'm like, there are no seat bones. What do you want from me? Do you want like my, do you want the tuberosity? Do you want my, like, I don't get what you want. You need to tell me there are no bones in my crotch. Do you want me to ride on my crotch? What do you want from me? Um, and so he has really found a way to explain it to my scientific brain what he actually wants from me instead of using these like generic trainer trainerisms terms. right I like, do I don't have... get it I was uh lucky when I was younger um with my my first trainer she dealt with a lot of younger kids it was a lot of young kids at my barn and her favorite uh trainer saying for that was to sit on your pockets because a lot See, that would have made of, sense and that would have made a lot of sense and also because like a lot of younger girls you kind of know your hips but like you haven't grown into them yet so you don't know how the, the feeling of like sitting down on your hip bones you don't really get it and so she would always say like sit with your pockets or ask to ask for the canner with your pockets and you're like oh i know where pockets go they're on my butt 
That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorites, actually. I read when I was younger, I had a finger <laughs> that, because I'm a very visual person, so mm-hmm. when someone tells me something, I don't 100% get it most, like, some of the time, because I'm just, I'm very visual. I like to look at it. And, and so I had a trainer when I was younger. She, because we were working on sitting trot, and with a sitting trot, you really have to use your hips and, like, to try and sit it and make it look good, so you're not, like, bouncing on the seat. And so in the middle of the ring, she would shimmy as to like how <laughs> to try. And it was hysterical. It stuck in my head because I was like, oh, that makes sense. I just have to do the thing that she was doing. <laughs> oh my so gosh. it's just for that too, like having a visual, having someone that's willing to be in the middle of the ring and like act goofy and kind of show me what I needed to do is great. And speaking of visual things, my, you know, riding for over 15 years, my trainer still is like, okay, here, you come here, follow me. And the other week when we were doing like super hard rollbacks and quick turns that were very much more jumper-esque than anything we'd ever do in the hunter ring, and she was just having fun, it was just like, okay, cool, here's, here's your course. And she walked it, and I like ponied behind her on Dexter as we like walked out these turns. And I'm like, I'm, I'm 25. She's like walking me through things and I'm like, ah, but did I get lost? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> Even with that. <laughs> so apparently I needed a bit more of it. But yeah, no, it's it's nice when like your trainers just spell things out for you and you're like, oh, cool. Because yeah, yeah. everybody learns everything just differently. Unfortunately, I'm more of like a, a physical do it type person, which is why I have a tendency to get so off course so easily is because I'm like, okay, I see the course, but have I done it yet? No. And then I do it and then I'm like, oh, see, that's where my mistake was. And she's like, yeah, now go do it again. And I'm like, okay. So the, my other example, other than my whole seat bones mental breakdown was and this is nothing negative about my previous trainer absolutely awesome person but when I was trying to learn how to ask for a lead change the correct way not just leaning really hard on one stirrup and praying the horse just does it (laughs) apparently does not work uh very often (laughs) So, (laughs) so um the trainer would keep telling me lift your inside hand lift your inside hand and would say it over and over and over again to me as I continued to not be able to get the the lead change. And I finally got really frustrated. And with my reins, I held them up to the sky, my inside hand. And I'm like, I'm at his ears. How much more up do you want from me? And it then dawned on her that she meant to be telling me that I needed to have more tension on that line that really I needed to be bringing that hand back not up but back and you know then of course once she showed me what she actually wanted I was able to do it and get my lead change immediately and I was like uh, like I have a scientific brain if you tell me up I go up that is not the same to me as like pulling back so yeah a lot of these like trainerisms that just mystifies everything I just don't, I totally don't get it. Like, literally, just tell me what you want, and then let me move on. And all of them are just, like, Ooh. slightly different, too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks differently. Like you were saying, Steph, with the staying over, uh, the, I, ha- I have, of course, the same problem. And ours is stay with him, stay with him. And mm-hmm. uh, I finally interpreted that as stay in that jump position. Don't sit back down so fast, because then they'll drop their back end and yada, yada. But 
I know previously I've been told stay over. I've been told all sorts of different versions of it. And now it's like, oh, just stay with him. Be right there with him. Got it. So different verbiage can totally help. Oh, absolutely. No, and each trainer has slightly different wordings for it, which just never helps, especially like if you go, especially when you do move barns and you're you're used to a certain set of words and then suddenly you're in like a completely new vocabulary and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> English, like this is just a whole new language, honestly. Yeah. Quick question for you guys. When you jump, two jumps that are kind of like, this and you go from one to the other what do you guys call that oh like a like a, a u shape would be a a crap roll what back? is it rollback yeah just a circle if you're going you in the same have... direction right well no it's, no, just, it's just the two the half of it yeah the half oh do you guys call rollback because i call it a yeah. rollback but yeah. my other can call it a u-turn no i mean i get <laughs> it fallback it was so stuck in my head that that's rollback mm-hmm. there's a girl at my barn that has a bumper sticker that says Sorry, police officer, that wasn't a U-turn. That was a rollback. <laughs> and I was like, that's really funny. <laughs> I feel like U-turns yeah. are not like a horse turn. No. Yeah, it's, not something. Like, it's so weird because it was like an equitation bar. And I was like, oh. like why would you just say U-turn? Is that a rollback? Well, okay, frankly, so... I think being told to do a U-turn would make sense to me. That would click. I'm like, oh, I understand exactly mm-hmm. what you want. Yeah, that's so, like a literal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, I definitely benefit from literal. And again, <laughs> circling back on this idea, getting basically 12 lessons a week as <laughs> a green rider. Oh, I, I have. I have completely changed. Uh, and with that, not only, you know, this being able to jump once or twice a week, for the most part, I'm doing a lot of flat and at least a couple of trot jumps at the end. And so, really looking forward to finally have been with this trainer for a year and like look back on what I used to do before I came. Yeah. I think something that is really important to me in a trainer is someone who understands the adult amateur and understands someone who, for me, I've been riding four years, so I'm technically, I still call myself a beginner. I'm still a beginner. So I don't have the foundational stuff sometimes. I don't have the vocabulary sometimes. And I need someone who can be patient with me and understand that I don't necessarily have the knowledge or the experience of whatever it is we're dealing with in that moment. So that's something that's important to me. I'm lucky to have found a very patient trainer, (laughs) very patient. And I ask why a lot. I ask, I want to know, when you tell me inside leg to outside rein, I want to know why. I don't want to just do it. I want to, after we go through the exercise, I want to sit in the middle of the arena and I want to talk to you and I want you to explain to me why exactly that is. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. So I have to do both though. I have to do it, but then I have to understand the theory behind it because my brain gets the theory faster than I can do or feel. So I have to understand that first. So if I don't even understand that part of it, I'm not going to get it while we're going. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, I only ride in private lessons. I don't do group lessons. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is effective because I can, it's my hour, right? Like I can decide how I want to, if I want to sit in the arena and talk to her for 15 minutes about canter transitions, then that is the money that I'm spending. And she 
she's giving me that individual one-on-one -on -one attention. And if that's what I feel like I need for whatever exercise we're working on, that's what that's what I need. So I find that really, at first I was like, well, it's cheaper to do group lessons, which technically, yeah, it's like $10 cheaper for a group lesson, but I feel like I get more than $10 of value out of a private lesson than getting yeah. in a group lesson. So personally for me, that's something that I've found really valuable. Also, I personally, because I am competitive and I want to be competitive in this sport and I want to show, I personally feel like it's important that my trainer also is competitive and shows and at a higher level than me. So I want to see that my trainer can be successful in at least three levels higher than me, right? Like I want to <laughs> see that if I'm asking you to put training rides on my horse, I kind of want to see that you can do it. So that's mm -hmm. just a personal preference. Everyone's different. I, lo I love going and watching her show. I love watching her ride. Those are all things that I consider as learning opportunities. And then I can ask her, well, when you went through this with your horse that you brought up the levels, what did you do? Because she has the experience, right? She has been where I am now and she has experienced that. So she can give me her personal take on like what she did when that happened to her or whatever. So I just feel like she has that knowledge base and experience to kind of guide me where I eventually would like to go. That's yeah. so interesting. It's not, I completely agree. And I can just tell you, that's not even something I've ever thought of, like how much value that would bring to the table. Obviously my trainer has a broken femur, so I don't really quite know where that's going to go and when. That's not um, <laughs> Oh, he's getting kind of old. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I mean, and I've seen him ride and he, he rides phenomenally. And then the few times that I've gotten to be the onlooker and seeing CJ go into this perfect frame with this beautiful flowy trot. And I'm like, well, he just kind of stumbles for me and I either get giraffe or, you know, nose to chest. But it's super nice to know somebody can do it. <laughs> Petty, petty forever. <laughs> One of the, the interesting thing about my barn is that my my trainer, she has like an extensive show record. She used to show a lot when she was younger. She raised her own stallion and showed him like in everything from like eventing to hunter jumpers, confirmation and stuff. But she doesn't uh, show anymore herself. But we also don't have any form of a training ride set up either, which is also interesting. But... She is also the type of trainer that will sit you down and say, we're going to make it through this together. It's also different because my barn is more of the leasing barn. Like there are boarders and there are people that board and show with us and everything, but it's, it's mainly a lot of us that just lease from her. And she has a handful of junior riders that she'll come out and that are thirsty to just soak up all the knowledge and like ride all the things and like work things. And she'll do like extra lessons with them on the horses that need the more work, which are kind of training rides, but they're also getting lessons at the same time, which works out for them. But for like Dexter, I, I don't really have like, a training ride option. It's a we're going to make it through this together and you're going to be the one up in the saddle because I'm not getting up there because you pay for him. <laughs> I was going to say, it's also kind of like a challenge too. You don't have anything to like compare it to. It's like, you know what? No, I'm going to do it. You know? So it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like it'd be cool to see when I say my sister rides my horse. It's like, it's cool to see someone else ride and see what they're doing and how they move and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. 
I think but with a definitely... greener oh. horse, that sounds a little scary. Just because sometimes, like, there are things that I'm just not capable of, and she doesn't know it yet, right? Like, yeah. So sometimes in a lesson, she'll hop on my horse in the middle of a lesson because there's something that just, like, fundamentally I'm not getting. We try. She tries to adjust the the exercise to get it into my head and then it just isn't clicking and sometimes she just needs to get on yeah and my my trainer's done that too where it's okay I need to show you what you need to do in order to get the result that I'm asking for especially with writers who don't understand like a lot of her terminology that she uses like she'll go up and actually show them and I've seen her get on and everything but for those of us who have been riding for a lot longer she has this more of like a I know you're scared I'm gonna hold your hand it's gonna suck and you're going to be better on the other side having had done it, which it always is because like there are moments when like Dexter has a bad day and he's just this crotchety old man and he's a big horse with a big heavy head and he'll just take the bit and turns into this charging elephant. And she's like, okay, well you're up there and he's moving. There's not much I can do about it from here. So I'm going to tell you how to fix it and you're going to do it. And I'm up there on this horse, like going circles. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And then it works out for the better because I have learned now and it actually works out really well because he's with me riding less. He's gotten even lazier and more heavy handed in the bit. And there have been multiple times now where he's just dragged me straight to lines. And with the experience that I gained from having to, you know, sit through it myself, I've learned how to really sit up and force him to get up off the bit and to actually work and not just drag me and force me into things. Awesome. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening to our episode, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. If y'all have any questions or comments, always feel free to check out our Instagram page at horsebroke.podcast, or just say hi. But anyways, I hope y'all have a good night, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye!